Welcome back to the Well Now It podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I'm here with Jordan. Hello. Hi, we're back. We're um, back. We're currently sitting on the couch. This is like the non-traditional way to record a podcast, but I feel like when I'm having kind of intimate conversations, either with you or with friends, we're sitting on the couch. Yeah. Post-dinner, full of happiness. <laughs> full bellies. Full yeah. belly, full of happiness. Yeah. Um, there's no better way to do it. This is very authentic, so straight off the we're couch. We're so cozy. We're very cozy, and it's like so sunny. And I think this this past week, because it's been a long weekend, I just feel so happy and so relaxed. Yeah. So ch- I'm like a little bit sun drunk. Sun drunk, yeah, hundred you know? percent. Yeah. So if we sound a little bit like loopy, I'm it's because sun wasted. Sun wasted. Yeah. Um, and we're doing this episode all about love that I announced on my podcast a while back. I even did some poll questions that we'll be going over later on in the episode but a big factor of this episode is a book that we read together and we'll tell you the story of how we found the book but it's all about love new visions by the famous and wonderful um writer bell hooks and we find that after reading this book we're having conversations and it's really opened up our eyes we're having conversations not only with the two of us but we're having it with friends with family um it's such an interesting book and i'm so glad that we you know stumbled upon it um <laughs> And also before we go into the book and everything, I just want to give a disclaimer that we're not experts. We're not experts no. on this book or bell hooks. We're just kind of stating our own opinions. It's not a rev- it's not a review or like a, an analysis. It's more of us just kind of like using some quotes that we really like to discuss some topics that we've been discussing. Yes, yes. So definitely if you want your full facts and resources, <laughs> check out all the books that she's read. Um, specifically all about love, new visions. Uh, she's a wonderful writer. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we can just kind of hop in of how we found the book. Uh, maybe we've been living under a rock. Or I, th- I think I've maybe known about it, but how we kind of had it in our possession is kind yeah. of like a whole new, you know, whole new story. So if you want to share how we found it, go ahead. Yeah, so we, myself and Savannah, we were in Palm Springs in November. And we had went to this really cool brewery. I ran off to the bathroom because I had to pee because, yes, we were a couple drinks deep. And, yes, I was a little drunk. And so I ran off to the bathroom. And I came back and I was, like, looking around the brewery to find Savannah. And she was nowhere to be found. I don't know, like, where she had hid or what had happened. But I was like, oh, fine. So I went, sat, ordered another beer. And as I turned around from the bar... There was Savannah, like, sitting in this corner of the bar, reading this book on this, like, carpeted section with leather-bound chairs and a bunch of books. It was almost out of a movie. And the book that she was reading was Bell Hooks, All About Love. I knew Bell Hooks from university. We had uh, read a lot about her. Uh, She's fantastic. Amazing works on feminism and, and race. So I was just drawn instantly. So I'd picked up the book and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this from the bar. I, it was not for sale. The But the manager was like, yeah, okay, like you can have it for five bucks. I was like, okay, sweet. I had the $5 in hand and then he turned around. He had talked to his manager and the manager was like, actually, no, we can't sell the book. So I was bummed. Then fast forward, myself and Savannah returned back to Palm Springs in April and uh not solely for the book but maybe it was maybe it was (laughs) yeah and we had returned to the brewery definitely only for the book and i think we had executed 
maybe one of the most elaborate book like heist yeah book heist yes um we don't condone stealing or theft though it feels into the story we did purchase it (laughs) yeah we did uh like yeah we, we we did purchase it um well, I guess I think the bartender had noticed that we had had taken it politely. Um, we also were a little drunk, so we can't we can't really take full full credit for that. Full, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we had walked out of the bar with the book, and we spent the remainder of the week in Palm Springs reading poolside together, like one another. We were taking turns and just kind of. Uh, Enjoying the book together, and and my God, was it a roller coaster! It's yeah, such a great book. yeah. So that's why we were just like, you know, we had to do an episode on this, not solely on the book, but just about love. Yeah. And learning how to love, being taught how to love, like the topics she talks about, are a lot of things that I wasn't really chatting about in my personal life. So yeah. I thought it was really, you know, eye opening. So I really wanted to just kind of get into it. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um. But before we go in, I wanted to kind of. I want to give Bell Hooks a little bio. So if you don't know who she is, she was born as Gloria Jean Watkins. She's from Kentucky. Uh, she penned her literary works under the pseudonym Bell Hooks, a tribute to her great-grandmother that she chose to write using lowercase letters to focus attention on her words rather than herself. Um, so she's an American author, a social activist. She's best known for writings on race, feminism, and class. The focus of her books was to explore the intersectionality of race, capitalism, gender, and what she described as their ability to produce and perpetuate systems of oppression and class domination. So she thinks she wrote over 30 books, leaving a legacy of powerful words on pain, um, love, equality, and just Mm -hmm. so much more. So I like that's so cool that you got to read her in school. I wish that, you know, we had a class that did that. Maybe we did at UVic, but... um, I didn't take one like that. Yeah, she definitely should be sprinkled throughout, like, every university curriculum, I think. Right. She's hella cool. So, the book, obviously, it's all about love and her experience. Um, So she talks, you know, kind of like the intro of the book is she had a strong interest in love, um, but it didn't necessarily come from the love she received. It came from the love that she was not receiving. It came from the absent of love. Um, so she has like this quote that's kind of starts off the intro that I want to share. So she had said to this day, I cannot remember when that feeling of being loved left me. I just know that one day I was no longer precious. Those who had initially loved me well turned away. The absence of their recognition and regard pierced my heart and left me with a feeling of brokenheartedness. So profound. I was spellbound. And she also kind of in the intro as well, talks about how she had left a 15 year relationship Mm -hmm. and she really thought that was love. And after that, she kind of lost hope and love a bit. And she was, you know, she was kind of trapped in the past. She didn't know who she was because you lose your identity of, um, who you are when, when you're, when you're with a person for so long. So I can't imagine that. So she speaks from her experience and she talks a lot about her childhood where she didn't necessarily receive that love. Yeah. Um, so she found it through friends, through partners and, when she had this partner for so long, um, I think she was saying that she thought that, you know, that person was supposed to be kind it, of forever. It. Yeah. And when it's not, your whole idea of love just kind of shattered. So this is when she started to get into the book and she talks a lot about lovelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the absence of love. And 
she says often that our society is heading towards a society of lovelessness. We, we don't talk about love. We know it exists and know that we need it, but no one really talks about what we need to feel loved. And she also includes, includes another quote from Harold Kushner, and it says, I'm afraid that we may be raising a generation of young people who will grow up afraid to love, afraid to give themselves completely to another person because they will have seen how much it hurts to take the risk of loving and have it not work out. I'm afraid that they will grow up looking for intimacy without risk, for pleasure without significant emotional investment. They will be so fearful of the pain of disappointment that they will forego the possibilities of love and joy. Damn. Yeah. So when she had left, again, that relationship, yeah. the event itself didn't hurt as much. It was the terror of what happens next, next in terms of yeah. love. Yeah. So we can kind of chat now about you know, that lovenessness and like that society toward that, you know, that we're going towards lovenessness. Do you agree with that? Do you see, you know, we talked earlier on, we were, yeah, this morning we had played tennis. I dragged Jordan out of bed. I was like, we have to play. I need to be good. So side note, if you're in Vancouver and you play, come play with us. We're absolutely terrible. But we were having this like deep conversation about love while we were just like hitting the ball <laughs> but we couldn't really hear each other sometimes so like, what wait, is love but wait what did you say <laughs> what <laughs> um so yeah i guess do you feel do you agree with that do you feel like we're making that move we're making that move yeah that we're heading towards a society of lovelessness i think i unfortunately i want to say maybe because I, I think our media is a pretty good reflection of of what society is thinking these days and or at least the media that we consume my god if you <laughs> log into like tiktok or youtube there are some like incredibly dark places there mm-hmm. um that truly just kind of push that idea of of lovelessness and we talk about it, the word simp itself is yeah. like actually just the culture if you don't know what simp means it means like someone that is you know like they're in love and they would do anything for their partner um and it's kind of just like lovey-dovey kind of pda type of thing but it's seen in a negative way yeah 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 so that that idea of like of rejecting that or kind of rejecting the idea of someone caring for you or mm-hmm. or love is just kind of like gross like you yeah love, it's like oh yeah, yeah have yeah. you seen like there's these i've seen like these tiktoks of these couples and it's super cute and people are like crying but throwing up but also like blocked you know yeah, like, yeah. we'll block you because this is like too much for me yeah. i don't have this god if that's the case my instagram will be blocked. yeah canceled um yeah and and there's another quote she had said that i think we can you know bring this all together yeah but she was saying that young people are cynical about love ultimately cynicism is the great mask of the disappointed and betrayed heart we are raising yeah and I, oh man and i think that encapsulates our generation so well like mm-hmm. i don't know where that lovelessness began and maybe it is like perpetuated by the media and everything like that or the music we listen to especially mm-hmm. but yeah i think that whole idea of um, separating oneself from another person because you're afraid to be hurt, you know, that like scared and maybe, maybe that's the loss of like, or the fear of individualism, you know, because when bell hooks talks about her initial breakup of like the 15 years, Mm -hmm. that's like the shift in reality where, you're in a relationship that's so dependent on someone 
And so your reality and your experience of life is structured or exists uh, with this other person. Mm -hmm. And so when that ends and that changes and that person leaves your life, your reality shifts completely where your main focus is yourself again. Mm -hmm. And that can be terrifying it's because sure. you lose your sense of like individual, individual, individuality. individuality? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Individuality if you're in a relationship where that's not being nurtured. Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed like, you know, it was from her end. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it speaks to our generation where we're kind of like losing individualism. I don't know, like, maybe you can speak for that. Like, well, mm -hmm. as a whole, do you see our generation kind of like losing touch with ourselves? Or are you seeing actually the opposite? Like, are we reconnecting with ourselves? Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like I, I can't speak because we are Gen Z. We're like the end of Gen Z. Yeah. That younger generation, I can't really speak for them. I can kind of only speak of like for myself, I guess. Yeah. Are we, so you're asking if we're losing like, would you say, our, yeah, our generation yes. lost their individuality okay. and that's yeah. why we're, like, yes. loveless? So I think there's this huge wave right now, especially with, like, social media of this, the whole self-love or, like, yeah. no filter or, like, this is who I am. I don't give a shit about what people think. Yeah. But it's, it's cool to have that, but it's also not cool to be, like, all simpy in love or PDA or whatever. That's kind of just, that's kind of just gross. But yeah, um, the whole... The self-love movement. I'm trying to see how I feel about that. Yeah, you'd think, like, w when people talk about love and when we talk about it, mm -hmm. the, the classic saying is, like, you have to love yourself before you love someone else. Mm -hmm. But what, what you see in the media with, like, this, like, self-love movement mm -hmm. is completely contradictory. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's often I feel like I see it's very, like, body positivity and, like, all these big affirmations and, like, everyday... You have to love yourself. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily agree with. I agree with, you know, we talked about that today, accepting. Yeah. I feel like you can't love anyone else if you don't, you know, accept who you are. Yeah. And accept your faults, accept your wins, kind of just have a, you know, greater extent understanding of who you are. Yeah. And from there, you can kind of be more open yeah. to love and yeah. to giving and to receiving love. Yeah. So would you argue maybe our, maybe our generation or like kids these days quote-unquote mm -hmm. are more um focused on like self-love rather than like that next step of of like taking the leap into like into loving someone else yes yes there's definitely not as much like being taught even with um not just like in school when i say taught but with, with your family and friends that you know everyone's like talking about love we know it's this big unicorn for yeah. some people or like this true love is this big unicorn yeah but that's not you know necessarily the case love is shown in so many different ways yeah as i said before like no one talks about what we need to feel love it's that communication and understanding that like we talked about love languages earlier today with my cousin that's so important yeah. because giving and receiving love can look very different yeah. for so many people and i think something else that bell hooks talks about how we're not taught about love but we're taught so much about there's so much like, you know, our nation is so driven by like sexual obsession. Yeah. There's an aspect of sexuality that we're, that's not being talked about or studied. You know, there's even classes now. Like I took a class in university called Healthy Sexuality. We, we just went deep into it. Yeah. Nothing about love, though. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Which those things should be like intertwined. Yeah, yeah. Like schools for love don't exist. Yeah. Like everyone assumes that they'll be able to love instinctively. Yeah. And then we also, a lot of people accept that family is the primary school for love. That's where you're supposed to learn. But a lot of people, whether that's culturally, um, you know, or a situation or whatever has going on in your family, you you won't necessarily get that. And Bell Hooks goes on about how like care and love are intertwined are kind of mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, like a parent gives you that care doesn't necessarily mean it's love. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the yeah. So what you're saying is is the loss of of like, um, like there is that existing self love that exists, and we see that in in our like in our society and mm-hmm. in our generation. Mm-hmm. But what we're not being taught about is how to love like another person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not enough talk about it, and so people. But what everyone is talking about is like sexuality. Yes. So those two things get mixed up. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. And it's and you know, people expect you again to learn love from that origin family or whatever that family is to you. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're supposed to get it from romantic relationships. Yeah. But when you've spent kind of a long time either you know, if you've been through something that's very traumatic or damaging mm-hmm. Or if you've had, you know, a childhood without any love, so lovelessness, you just don't know what to do when you're supposed to get into those romantic relationships. So in terms of self-love, I guess, maybe perhaps that is like if it's if it's not all about like body positivity and all that stuff, body positivity, maybe that helps you find love into, you know, someone else. If you don't have that in your family and, you know, how can you bring that on to someone else? So once you kind of understand yourself, when I think of self-love, I think of it's not looking in the mirror every day being like, oh, you're gorgeous or saying these, you know, if affirmations work for you, but like, I'm thinking of these like super cheesy quotes, not that doesn't work every day. I think it's more again, just accepting and understanding yourself and understanding how you need to be loved and how you need to receive it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's communicating that with your, you know, future partners. Yeah. But what do you think is that step from loving yourself to loving someone else confidently? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's just like understanding what you need to feel loved. Yeah. And once you understand, like, for example, if I need, maybe it's acts of service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, maybe, mo- maybe most people think it's like, I love you, I love you, or words of affirmation, but that doesn't work for me. If I communicate yeah. with my partner that and saying like, I need acts of service, I need you to, like you taking out the trash or cooking or whatever, that makes me feel loved. Yeah. And I think that's important to take that step. I think it's understanding what you need for love and understanding and communicating that with a partner. Yeah. It's, and again, I know it's easier said than done if it's not something that you're surrounded with Mm -hmm. or those conversations are not something that you're having. I think it's, you can start, if you don't have that love with your family and you can't necessarily get out of romantic relationships, self-love is a good place to start. Yeah. But I, I do know that there's like a warped, kind of culture going on in social media about that you know what's you know what's really interesting yeah you're you're always taught like exiting a relationship how to deal with a breakup yes like everyone knows how to deal with a breakup but what no one talks about is how to re-enter a new relationship Mm -hmm. after a breakup Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. no one talks about that no and also going on that like if you've been hurt yeah 
in a past relationship where it's been traumatizing or there's been cheating or anything. Yeah. How does one, I don't want to use the word like bounce back, but how do you even just recover and heal from that? How do you not just like shut yourself down? Yeah. Um, because of that pain. And I know that's, you gotta, eventually that takes time for you to open up to find love, but that step in between there, because it happens to so many of us. Yeah. How do you how do you get to that point? Because when you think of the most popular songs, like when you think of Taylor Swift and all that, they're all about heartbreak. Yeah. They're all about like, fuck everyone, fuck men or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, you're right. No one talks about getting back into that after being Like hurt. after the healing, mm-hmm. you know? Well, not even after the hurt, but like after you've done that healing, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's still not scary entering something new, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Because you want to trust people, but... What if there's, like, this episode is sponsored by Nature's Pass, specifically their Love Crunch Granola. Oh, my God. Okay, so Jordan's actually obsessed with the espresso <laughs> Do not get granola. me started. Like, just the other week. I we think bought, I had four, like, four bowls. Packs. I had no, four... but we bought, like, four, like, bags of it. Oh, yeah. Because it was on sale. Yeah. Um, and it's so good. And I have loved it. They have sent over some of their new flavors. I think it was, like, a caramel one, um, a dark chocolate with, like, berries it's so good. Like I, I love smoothie bowls and I'm not a good cook, but I can make a meat <laughs> smoothie bowl and putting, sprinkling those on there is so oh good. My but God. even just a cereal. Yeah. So. I, 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 I had four bowls of that espresso, like in one sitting. It, yeah. it was so goddamn good. It was so good. And we love it. It's a Canadian company. So yes. I'll put down the link below. But no. <laughs> I'll put the link down below if you want to check out Nature's Path and Love Crunch. We love it. If you love cereal or granola, this is it. Yeah. A pattern of people that you're picking that are clearly just like <laughs> yeah, assholes. Yeah, assholes. Yeah. You're not because you don't. You know, you don't know. I know that's uh, happens to some people where it's just like a pattern that they're attracted to that because maybe it's tied back to their childhood or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not a expert in that, but yeah. I have heard that. So how do you? Yeah, how do you just, like, step out of that and learn to just love again? Does that go back to self-love? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it could be argued. Because if you have that self-love, then you know that you're, like, deserving of it, you Mm -hmm. know? And you know that it exists, at least within yourself. But then, like, where that might cause an issue is you become too too reliant on yourself mm-hmm. and become untrusting of, of others because no one can love you like you can, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's a truth, but also like maybe you're not supposed to be always loved like, like you can love yourself. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. There's two quotes that I kind of want to share that she talks about in this. The first one, um, you know, she defines love as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. She goes on to say, many of us choose relationships of affection and care that will never become loving. They feel safer. The demands are not as intense as loving requires, right? Bars. Yeah, the risk is not as great. So many of us long for love, but lack the courage to take risks. Even though we are obsessed with the idea of love, what's satisfying lives, even if we often feel that love is lacking. For most of us, that feels like enough because it is usually a lot more than we had received in our families of origin. Damn. How, that's like, that's the truth. Yeah. Like, you know, we want that love, but the courage to take that risk because loving someone is a lot of... It's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of energy. Yeah. Like, it's something that you can't just like, especially in a r- relationship, yeah. a romantic relationship, 
it's a lot of work. You got to continuously grow with that person. You can't, you know, yeah, be selfish. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, life, life is, it's not linear, right? And and mm -hmm. people's personalities and and like their self isn't. It's not linear. Everything changes, so you have to grow as two people. If you plan on like spending your life with someone then you have to continuously be acting to search for like love with that new personality or new like you're basically these two like morphing people that are trying to embedder themselves while you're trying to like embedder yourself you're also watching like the the person that you love turn and structure themselves into a better version of themselves mm -hmm. and you're just trying to like <laughs> like pump each other up the entire time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's so true she says like it feels like enough because if you didn't receive that from your family you're like oh this is better because jumping into love is scary because it is scary it's yeah. wonderful it's amazing but it's also terrifying it's unknown territory it's like a point in life where you're completely opening yourself opening yourself up to someone yeah and that's that area is just so much vulnerability and you can get hurt yeah it's a big target you know if you want yeah, like, it's gonna be a lot of love target. but like a lot of arrows, a lot of Katniss Everdeens could be shooting right at you. Yeah, yeah. And it could be, yeah, it can be scary because, like, one thing, even if someone loves you, you know, they might have the right intentions for you, but could, but could completely come across as the wrong way <laughs> yeah. and you get hurt, right? Yeah, it's so yeah. easy to do that by miscommunication. Yeah. Because we're so focused now and, like, again, I'm not against self-love. I'm all for it. But if we're turning around where we're just kind of, like, hating on relationships and like sleepiness, just work on yourself. Yeah. We live in a world where you can't, you got to build that community. Those warriors, yeah. warriors around you. Yeah. Um, and whether that's, whether you have, I'm not saying you need a romantic relationship in your life to be happy. Yeah. But having those people, those, that community around you, you need that. Yeah. And through that, you got to understand how other people like to be given love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're just so close and i think it's a good t there's always a good time in life to really work on yourself and figure out what you need to help others but if you're you'll just kind of end up alone though if you're just so focused on yourself on yourself yeah yeah right well that's the thing i, d I don't think this has to be completely for relationships mm -hmm. like like uh romantic relationships. romantic relationships yeah yeah like this could be I think all of this could be used even as like a friendship. Yeah, for like a good guide for friendships yes, because yes. like how can you be a good friend or a supporting friend mm -hmm. if you're not like there fully? Yeah, yourself. or if you're not willing to kind of take those that courage and take those risks. Yeah. Because yeah, again cuz it's 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 scary. Yeah. But if you want to be that the best friend or the best daughter, the best son, the best mother, whatever. Yeah. Um, you got to be able to take those. You got to be able to communicate and have those hard conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, even, even as a friendship or, or as like a son or a daughter, that communication has to be ongoing. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, like relationships change as like time goes on and you change as a person as well. You change as a person. Yeah. Like, even looking at, like, your parents and everything, your relationship changes with your parents as time goes on, mm -hmm. which means your, like, like the way that you interact or the way that you communicate is going to change completely, you know? And the way that you love is going to change because 
I mean, hopefully the more mature you get, the, um, the more willing and open you are mm-hmm. to like healthy and, and uh, constructive communication. Mm-hmm. That's why I just kind of love having conversations about love in general with either my parents or anyone like older around yeah. me because they've gone through life. They have way yeah. more life experience, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And they've like, for example, my mom, she's kind of gone through everything. She's gone through loss um of like her parents as well and she often talks about that and my mom when she goes through hardship now she's like honestly i've i've seen it all yeah um and she's able to kind of recover and have that it's all about perspective and perspective in that so i commend her a lot for going through that but again it's just like nice to communicate with people that are outside of your age bracket yeah yeah and how they communicate how they show in love and again it's just interesting that just the d- different generations i'm sure with your parents a lot changes, how yeah. they were given love um and even these kinds of talks a lot of the gen like the older generation they just didn't have them whether yeah. it's about like mental health about love it's just like we don't you know we don't really need to talk about that yeah yeah well that's good and that's when it's interesting because i think i don't want to speak too generally but when bell hooks was talking about the the difference between like care yes and love and i think that might be even a generational thing where mm-hmm. where i mean one there might have been a lack of communication or like unhealthy forms of communication because mental health is like even in relationships like mental health isn't like talked about if i were to look back mm-hmm. and that's only like um specific to like my experiences and everything like that but that isn't necessarily like communicated as structurally as it is nowadays Mm -hmm. you know which i think can maybe confuse or that's where the confusion of care and love uh came from is because care doesn't necessarily need to be communicated because care is an action Mm -hmm. but love is is much more than just an action mm-hmm. you know so i think there was a generation that was that was built on um the idea that care is love but it's completely different because communication is love in my in my opinion yeah i agree um, with that statement yeah so you know when you think of like when my mom when she first had us she had my both of my parents actually they went to like baby classes they um like read all the books and on like how to change a diaper how to take care of a baby yeah how to soothe them if they're crying but what about the love and nurture they need especially when you're coming out of a womb you're like you're just given so much love in there that's all you really know when you're a baby and being inside like your mother's stomach to coming out of there yeah and like again yeah there was just never any books and going back of how i love having conversations with like the older generation because yeah. i learned so much but they also learn so much from us i think yeah because yeah. we're way more open about especially because of that movement of self-love going back to that yeah there's way more talks about putting yourself first work is working on your mental health yeah and kind of figuring out and just kind of talking about it whether that's yeah i just think it's there's so much to be learned on both sides so yeah bell hooks wrote this book i think was it early 2000s she was it was early 2000s yeah yeah so a lot has changed a lot has changed a lot has changed yeah especially with this pandemic how people are viewing mental health how corporations for example companies (laughs) are just giving so many wellness days or now a lot of um you know benefits that are included are including mental health were never included that before yeah so things 
things are changing. are changing for sure yeah it's actually it's cool because i remember having a conversation with my parents mm-hmm. on like not necessarily this exact topic but just like on love and relationships in general right and it was so cool because i could just tell this sense of like relief in them right because i mean these were conversations that maybe they'd never even imagined of having in the first place Mm -hmm. but they're having them with like their kids which is like really cool and Mm -hmm. yeah it's that it's that interaction or exchange of like of knowledge and ideas mm-hmm. on something that does not get talked about. It's yeah. it's so cool. It's so beautiful. I I even love having this conversation with you, like as a partner. It's just like you learn so much. Like you can tell me about how, what your childhood and you know your young teen years have looked like, but talking to me about how you like to receive what were your thoughts of this is like, I don't know. Oh, it just you. opens up so much about you and so much about this relationship so if you are listening about this and i highly recommend talking about this kind of stuff talking about love open that dialogue how you like to receive it how you like to give it um how you were taught about love i think that's such an interesting question when you meet someone um you know like you talk about how did you learn how to love because it's you know it's not just like oh how did you learn how to i don't know balance Ace, what what am I thinking? <laughs> Balance and like a sheet. I went to, I went to like fucking business school. Ba- uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, like just no. how to build a spreadsheet. How to yeah. or like how did you learn how to do this certain sport? Like there's kind of like a school yeah. for that. Or yeah. like how did you learn how to talk about like these kinds of books? Or like you told me, oh, like King's College or whatever university. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of learning how to love, it's such an interesting question. So I highly recommend chatting with someone it's very much like what's that game what the one that we just like the card we're game? not really strangers yeah we're not really strangers yeah yeah i think that'd be a great question to yeah. go into well i think like yeah i think just like mental health love might have a bit of a stigma around it mm-hmm. and i think it's time people break down that stigma and and really start to like relook at love yeah yeah and let's go into some polls yeah Are you down for that i'm so down let's go okay we're here. I'm going to be reading some of the polls that I did on my Instagram a few weeks back. So the first question is, are you better at? The first one is receiving love or giving love? So I'll let you, what do you think the results were there? Um, receiving love or giving love? What was the majority? I'm going to say people are better at giving love. That is true. Yeah. 87% Whoa. said giving. 13 only said receiving. That's crazy. That's that's like the big thing that no one talks about. Yeah. Because it's so hard to receive love. Yeah, because you know you know yourself, okay, I'm, I'm going to give love by, like you assume everyone Yeah, I buy flowers. It. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah, like to me that's love. And that's a lot of like romantic relationships. There's a lot of arguments because they're like, I did this for you. I vacuumed the carpet. Can't yeah, you see yeah. that I love you? <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah. the other person is like, oh, I like, I need words of affirmation. Yeah, you know? yeah. So people just like, don't talk about that. But it's not, again, not necessarily romantic relationships, yeah. just in friendships. Yeah. Family. Like the whole love language thing, I think people saw that more towards romantic relationships, which it does help. Yeah. But there's so many relationships that we're in that need that nourishing. Oh, care. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. So the next one is, do you believe in love at first sight in relationships? Yes or no? Oh. Do you believe in love at first sight? I'm going to say, I'm going to say more people said no. 
Okay, so I was actually surprised by this because I feel like I've had this conversation and there was a question with friends, but um, 51% said no and 49% said yes. No way. Yeah, so it was quite split. Okay, because I thought it would be way more people saying no. Yeah, I think, well, it's how people interpret love at first sight where yeah. it's, it's not necessarily like, oh my God, this overwhelming butterflies. Yeah, And yeah. it's like, I the world and the time has stopped. I'm in love. I think it's more like... <laughs> You can either see yourself yeah. loving this person down the line or getting those, that initial, you know, something that can turn into love. So the yeah. question could be interpreted. So I was kind of surprised that it'd be 50-50. I assumed it would all be. That's now. really cool. That yeah. has me hopeful. That's yeah, so nice. Well. Oh, my God. Um, another question that we talked about is, do you feel pressure to find love? Yes or no? Ooh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a lot of people are going to say yes. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Majority did say yes. Wow. Um, because it's this, again, it's this big thing we always talk about and we're like, you need to have it to be happy because in our society, you know, you want to find a partner, you want to have a family, all that. Um, and that brings kind of happiness and that's what life is about. That's what, not saying that's the right answer, but yeah, um, that's what a lot of people think. Like you don't want to have a life. That's like the classic, like holiday question when you're sitting at the dinner table with your entire family mm-hmm. and you're like old grandma's like do you have a boyfriend yet yeah you're like no grandma no no, no. yeah stop smoking cigarettes you know? it's like <laughs> so yeah no that's that's interesting actually it was 51 percent said yes 49 said no oh so i guess okay so not bad yeah. yeah so i guess that it goes back to when we were talking about bell hooks that were going towards society that's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe cynical about love. So yeah. maybe we're like, nah, I don't feel pressure. I'll just yeah, do, yeah. do whatever. That's that push. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Do you find yourself turning away from love? Yes or no? I'm going to say... It was again um, split. It was, it was pretty 50-50? No, it was like 54 said no. Yet 46 said yes. That's a lot of people. 46%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty split. Some people are like... Again, it's well. This is just the my followers demographics, yeah, yeah. but they're that's, wanting to turn away from that. Yeah, that's really interesting. See now that now I wish I could just like sit down and be like talk to everyone. What? Yeah, <laughs> what's going Seriously, on? What's going on? Do you find that more people are wanting to open up, just in general? Yeah, people are saying yes. That's good. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. that's a that mental health movement. Yes. Yeah, destigmatizing and everything. Um, would you rather have your partner dislike all your friends or your friends dislike your partner? Oh my god. Wait, friends dislike your partner or partner dislikes your friends? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh... So your friends hate your partner or your partner hates your friends? That's such a hard question. Okay, so the majority, like overwhelming, 77% rather their partner hates their friends. Really? Rather than their friends hate their partner what i know it's it's such a hard i mean that's question. such a hard question so like but like the but, overwhelming wow. amount well because like your friends at your partner that means a lot of people hate this one hate person one or person. the other you're right hate yeah yeah but that's well, like a still, group yeah because like uh, those are your 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 like, homies yeah <laughs> the homies and how could they hate it yeah, yeah. that's tough um would you rather be with a jealous partner or a distant one uh I want to say more people said jealous. Yeah, they did because yeah. they want that. They want to feel. They want the love. They want to it's like a toxic love. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you find that you give yourself enough self love? Yes or no? 
We talked all about this movement about self-love and majority of people did say no. The thing is, is like really media is preaching it, but are people giving themselves actually taking the strides to do it? That's incredible. Wow. Well, I guess again, that's what your definition of self-love is. Yeah. It changes for everyone. Right. Damn. Yeah. But still like people actively not making the decision to like take those strides. Mm hmm. Who do you think taught you more how to love? There's three options here. Friendships, family, or partner. I think most people are going to say friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, By, like, what percentage? So it was 43 said friendships, 41 said family, and then only 16 said a partner. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, wow. Okay. Kind of expected, but, like, still, mm-hmm. wow. Do you think you've ever been in love? Oh, I'm going to say generally people said no. People, I was surprised. 82 said yes. You've been in love. Let's go. Okay, that's sweet. Let's go. Are you receiving the love you deserve? Yes, no, I'm not sure. (sighs) Majority said yes. Oh, really? Okay, thank God. Well, and also it was pretty split between no and I'm not sure. What, like, what was the percentage on that bad boy? 58 said yes. So there's still a high like population that said no. I think we do have to take into account, though, that um, people that are answering these polls, are they like open and wanting to answer these about questions? Because if you're cynical about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. maybe you don't want to answer them. So I'm also take that into account with the polls. Like this doesn't no, yeah, it's not them. it's not a truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're like not down for the polls, you're or not down about love. You're like, why do I want to answer these? Yeah. Yeah. OK. True. Online dating. Fun. Tiring. People said tiring, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Monogamous, polyamorous. Monog, for sure. Yes, that was yeah. a huge one. Um, exes can still be friends, yes or no? Oh. I hope people say... I'm going to say people say no, but like... like. Surprisingly, it was yes. That's a good thing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Agree, disagree. Wait, say that again? You have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Oh, people are going to agree. Yeah, 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 for sure. How important is physical intimacy to you in a relationship? This is the last question. Very important, important, not important. Mm, I think people are going to say important. People actually said very important. Yeah. Yeah, 66% said that. So those were the polls. Those were interesting. And again, this is, you know, maybe it's it's people that are just like... You know, willing to answer. Yeah. Because if you're, again, if you're cynical about it, why would you answer these yeah, questions? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was interesting. It was always fun. I love doing those polls. That's um, really cool. This was such a great convo. And I just want to say that um, you are welcome to disagree with us, obviously. 100%. Like, these are just our own <laughs> opinions, and you can completely be like, hey, you know, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But I just kind of want to open and start this conversation. Um, and if you like disagree, come like send me a DM. Say Leave it a comment down below. Yeah, but le- say it nicely. S- like say it and nicely. subscribe. Yeah. Or like say your thoughts about love. I'd love to hear that, and I want to have more conversations about it because I think it's so important. Yeah. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.